0: Holy Gospel according to Luke the eighth chapter. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. The people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone "'sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, "'and they were afraid. "'Those who had seen it told them "'how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. "'Then all the people of the surrounding country of the garrisons "'asked Jesus to leave them, "'for they were seized with great fear. "'So he got into the boat and returned.' The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Congregation, you may be seated. So this is the hard part of the service. You have to stop and think for a moment as you look back in your life about a time in which you experienced something difficult. You experienced some sort of pain or some suffering or challenge in some sort of way, and it made you feeling as if you were all alone as if you didn't have the help or the support or the answers that you needed, and you might have even wondered whether or not you would even get through it. Think about that time or times in your life, either now, currently, or in your past. All right, now hold on to that. Now i got to tell you about this last week. If you wondered what that thing hanging from the ceiling was, it's because this past week was when we had our vacation Bible school experience for all of our kids here at church. And so every day, the sanctuary was filled with all of our little kids and big kids and our teenagers who served as crew leaders who would walk our kids around from site to site throughout the week. We started here and we ended here every day, in song, learning all kinds of music, and being able to pray and ask for God's help. And then... The big kids got to enjoy a little game time in the great big grassy backyard that's here before heading out on the bus to our other campus. And then the little kids got to rotate around through every, pretty much every part of this building in Bible time, in games, in art, in exploration. And so in addition to these five stories from the Bible that they learned about how Jesus wants healing and wholeness in the life of the people he meets and about how Jesus includes us even those who were really really little and the disciples feared that Jesus certainly wouldn't have time for Jesus said no don't let them don't let them be stopped but let the little children come to me and about how Jesus again and again reminds us that we are so much better together than we are apart from one another or trying to do it on our own. So as they learned about all of those stories, we also learned about malaria, about how malaria is this terrible disease that affects so many people all throughout our world. So our theme was Catch the Buzz, And every time they heard the phrase, in Jesus' name we catch the buzz, they would respond with that cheer too. And that mosquito net that hangs in the narthex, every day as they brought their offering to church, they got to clip one of those binder clips, which is supposed to represent a mosquito, to the mosquito net, symbolic that they were helping to protect a kid or a family from the disease of malaria. So over the course of the week, all of our kids were able to raise over $900, which will go to fight the fight against malaria through purchasing mosquito nets, through education, through all kinds of things to help people fight that very, very bad disease. Fever, chills, And symptoms like a flu that affect people, that causes malaria to creep into the lives of kids and adults, that prevents them from being who God created them to be, that prevents them from being able to go to school and learn, that prevents adults from being able to go to work and provide for their families, and if left untreated, will eventually cause someone to die from it. It's like a demon within someone's body. So in our story for today, we have this great story and we get to hear Luke's version of it, but it's a little shocking and a little frightful at times, isn't it? If we were try to try to put ourselves in the story, how would we react to meeting someone who was acting out of control, who was acting crazy, who was saying all kinds of things that didn't make sense, out of their mind. We would be afraid, right? We would do whatever we could to distance ourselves from that person, not being able to understand what was going on, why they were doing what they were doing. We would be afraid not knowing what to do and we would likely have no idea no understanding of what was happening other than to assume that that person must be possessed by something beyond their control by something that has a powerful hold over them and so the people in jesus's day they reacted the same way and they handled the situation the only way that they knew how They removed him from the community in which he lived, of which he was a part of. They tried to chain him and shackle him, to restrain him, and then they left him alone because they were afraid. And so when Jesus comes along, he sees the man, and he sees his need to be restored, to be who he was created to be instead of the man that he's become, overpowered by these demons within him. And so Jesus immediately orders them to leave this man, and then he asks him what his name is. And notice what happens next. The man isn't even able to speak for himself, but it's the demons who are still speaking from within him, saying that they are legion, This name that means that they are many. In Jesus' day, the word legion actually referred to 6,000 Roman soldiers. This military unit. So you get a sense of just what kind of battle this man was up against. Of what kind of force he was dealing with. And then, ironically, in this little twist of humor, they ask Jesus, they plead with Jesus not to send them into the abyss. And so Jesus responds by sending them into this herd of swine, which at that point we know immediately that Jesus is no longer in Jewish territory. He's in the territory of the Gerasenes, people who were not Jewish, because pigs were considered unclean, and Jewish people would have no contact with them, right? And so they get sent into these pigs. They go crazy wild, and they run off of a cliff drowning in the lake below to their death. Now, if we were there... I don't even know what we would say if we would have any kind of response because we would be so shocked at everything that had just taken place and the the enormity of all of these pigs crashing to their death. But then what they saw next was this man who was now calm, calm for probably the first time in a very long time, sitting at the feet of Jesus just like Mary had, just like so many others had who were yearning for God. And he is in his right mind, able to talk and reason and rationalize. But now here comes the challenge Jesus tells him to return to his community, back to the very people who had put him off alone. In the middle of nowhere chained and shackled in the first place because they were afraid of him because they were afraid of what he could do because they didn't know what was going on with him Jesus invites him to go back to those very people of which he was a part and tell his story tell his story of what God had done in his life one of those stories that at first glance it might be hard for us to imagine how we could see ourselves in it of what it is that Jesus would be speaking to us through this story because we're certainly not crazy like this man we're not out of our mind or out of control possessed by 6,000 demons what possibly could Jesus say to us through this story it's one of those stories, though, that what the demons say about who they are is true for our lives as well. Demons are many. And they take a lot of different forms in a lot of different varied ways. And so sometimes the demons might not quite look like the ones in the story. Demons are anything that seeks to prevent us from being who God made us to be, that seeks to try and overpower us and control us. Demons corrupt our minds and our beliefs and our thoughts. Demons cause disease within us, making us sick. Demons try to separate us from the very people we were once close to and even from our own identities. They stop at nothing unless they are stopped. Sometimes demons in our world are known by other names. Anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, judgment. Anything that tries to lead us to believing of a different reality from the one that is so. Sometimes they are known by things that seek to overtake us, like addiction, like not believing that we are good enough, like malaria in our bodies. The list goes on and on of the demons that are so real and that we face in our world. When traveling from another country, you eventually get back home, and you're tired after a long trip, and you have to go where? Through customs, right? And the customs agent asks you where you've been and if you have anything to declare, if you have anything of value that you are coming back with. But how often do we write down or report of or share the value that God has given us? How often do we share what God has done in our lives of faith? Sometimes the hardest thing to reconcile in our lives of faith is that in the hardest moments of our lives, in the times where we experience pain or difficulty or challenge, when it felt as if we were all alone, like that man did living among the tombs, sometimes even though we don't see it in those moments, God is still with us working to help us to get to a different place, helping us to be restored to the community that we are a part of, restored to who we are, able to love and receive love. And sometimes it takes us a while, maybe even years, to be able to look back and see that we weren't actually alone, but that all along the hand of God was with us. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to look back and see what God has done in your life, then don't we have something to declare? Don't we have something to share with each other, especially to others who are facing hard times themselves? Recognizing that sometimes it's in the very midst of those painful, difficult times in our lives where it feels as if we are all alone, helpless and hopeless, that God comes to us to speak power by naming the demon that is afflicting us and preventing us from living as free as God intended us to, not in isolation, but in community with others. And as hard as it might be to sometimes tell of those stories to others, they are the ones that are filled with great power when we do so. Because then others can see what God is able to do, even in the midst of and in spite of suffering. So what do you have to declare of what it is that God has done in your life? Let that Be what speaks from your lives and your mouth. And let that be what has the greatest of power. Amen.